Live from 10 Downing Street's Bring Your Own Ketamine Party. This is Deserter. Greetings and welcome to another podcast. In this episode, Soho, Spain, and from our health and fitness guru, Brandy for breakfast. Plus <laughs> pubs, death, tanks, and cannabis. Excellent. Any New Year's resolutions, Raider? Uh, get less exercise and take up smoking. Nice. Same as last year then. How's your dry January going? Tremendous. Just opened a lovely bottle of dry white wine. <laughs> a crisp <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc. Mmm, crisps. Oh, crisps. Lovely crisps. Did someone mention ketamine crisps? Mmm, yeah, where are, where are... Oh, thank you, officer. On with the show, then. I'm Dulwich Raider. And I'm Dirty South. And you're coming to us, if I'm not mistaken, live from Spain, isn't it? I have, yes, I am. I have relocated uh, to Spain for this episode um, to uh, get well after a short illness. Uh, no, actually, just to escape the law. But um, also, it turns out somewhat disastrously to do some work. Uh, oh. Yeah, we seem to be. Ha- we seem to have to do a copy edit of our book which has landed so um yeah quick update on the book you're the hardest working man in showbiz (laughs) absolutely um so uh but it's amazing what being in a different country can do for you Vinny. um Mm -hmm. i i awake and have coffee and toast and jam uh, and i don't even drink coffee (laughs) Uh, And then after fanning around on the internet for a bit, I go down to the beach and order half a lager, which tastes tastes delicious. Uh, And then I sit in the sun, which I can't stand. It's like like the world's turned upside down. It's a new country, a new me. And uh, all I can say is see you in spring. Before that, obviously, we had uh, Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas? I had a very nice Christmas. Very lazy. Um, I did start off with a little hiccup. Um, I went to Borough Market, as I usually do, to to buy some food. Uh, I got a leg of lamb from Ginger Pig, and we went quite early uh, to, to avoid the crowds. And when I came out, I, I noticed the missus was chatting to an old friend at a doorstep uh, on Park Street there. Um, and I joined them and he, uh, the, the friend Tommy immediately poured a brandy into my coffee and um, Lady South's coffee. Um, and that, that continued until that bottle was gone. Um, soon, well, by 10.30, we had drunk two bottles of brandy <laughs> and through no fault of my own, I was wankered. <laughs> Um, so having tripped over that leg of lamb twice, uh, Lady South then poured me into a cab uh, to go home and sleep it off. I actually went to bed at 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, with, with some quite large gaps in my memory of the morning. So if you do want to forget, try brandy for breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. You got that as outdoing yourself. Um, yeah. I was slightly shameful. Sensation. Um, how about you? How was your... Did you get out for Christmas? I get The major thing I did was have a lovely afternoon in Soho uh, with some uh, like-minded muckers, um, which involved uh, some pints in the coach and horses, uh, nice. lunch in Ketners, back to the coach for more pints, uh, a little bit of shutters, and quite a lot of the harp in Covent Garden. <laughs> and... Um, mm. It was really nice because it was it wasn't too busy. It was in fact it was quite quiet, particularly for Christmas. Like like I imagine Soho would be in the fifties. <laughs> right. Great. Unfortunately, uh, I I got uh, a bad dose of COVID uh, that night. Um, Did you? But you know, I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. No, actually, to be honest, I tested negative for COVID, but um, whatever mm. I had, bloody hell, awful. I had two. Mm. Maybe it's what we call the widow maker. Yes. Basically yes. a cold. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I had two weeks. It's a cold for men. A cold for men, yeah. Two weeks coughing, moaning, aching and lying about. Um, hard to tell the difference was my wife's response. <laughs> To my normal. Yes, it's Mrs. Yeah. Raider I feel sorry for. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, in all seriousness, it felt like shite. Um, so, mm-hmm. so, anyone out there who's got it, but luckily you've got this wonderful podcast to listen to. Am I right? That's right. If you've got any sympathy, do send it to the Raider. Oh. <laughs> um, and you had another, another trip. Uh, I did. I had another Europe football well. trip. Yeah. Uh, for the, the football book, I, I went to southern Italy, to Calabria, to a city called Casenza in the toe of Italy. Mm. Um, it was it was a great trip, but it was a bit of a stressful journey. Um, I had to do a little bit of driving from some obscure uh, airport, uh, which is always terrifying in Italy, particularly if you have a fear of death, <laughs> uh, as I do. Um, so when I arrived, I... Uh, I I determined to seek out the best pint in Casenza, and uh, I think I found a wonderful craft beer bar where I had a double dry hopped New England IPA, if you can imagine such a thing, from Veneto in Italy. It was was lovely. Um, And there I ran into a tattooed skinhead who uh, insisted I, I join him when he found out I was from London. Uh, and I don't know if it's a language thing or whether it's just impolite to 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 refuse hospitality, but I felt very much, he, he kind of said, tomorrow you come to my restaurant and have morning beers. And it felt kind of a little bit like an order, uh, so, so I did. Uh, and um, the beers just kept on coming. Before you finished one, there'd be more beer on the table and double vodka shots to go with it. And, and, you know, I mean, by the time I got to the game, uh, through no fault of my own again, mm. I was completely anchored. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's a funny town. There's only three taxis uh, we found out when we tried to get to the ground, to the football, um, because the, the culture is if you want to go somewhere, you tell someone in a bar and someone will take you. Um, so some some 
which might explain some of the driving actually because uh you know i think he'd been on the beer and vodka too oh god um and <laughs> so i got to the game uh and had a spliff to sober up uh which didn't work terribly well um and saw a terrible match um Cassandra in the second tier of Italian football, and they were not doing very well. And there's a, a, this is something I've never seen anywhere but Cassandra. After the game, the players had to come up to the fans on the the, uh, the North Stand and get a bollocking by megaphone from all the ultras. <laughs> and really? then, shamefaced, they had to go to the the um, Curva Sud, the South Stand, and get another bollocking. Huh? From from the fans, I've never seen that. Have you ever heard of such a thing? No, no. I like quite it. remarkable. Anyway, it was a, a wonderful, a wonderful trip. Uh, quite intense, very boozy, and uh, I'd love to go back. I've got a feeling that the, the uh, it's the boozy bits of this book that might be the most fun. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. you can remember them, yeah. <laughs> The news. The news. 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 Pub and beer news first. Uh, yeah. Well, big news is that the beach shack Papa O's in Torre Nueva has been torn down, but don't fret. <laughs> it's being rebuilt, and they promise to come back bigger and better for the spring season. Um. Moving on to Biddy. Right. I mean, sorry, you're talking about a bar in Spain, are you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a podcast podcast about South London, essentially. Oh. <laughs> I see. Oh, okay. So you don't. So you don't want to hear about what's happening down at Biddy Mulligans. Where's that? In the in the plaza, in the La Cala. <laughs> no. And no, the donkey sanctuary. No, Definitely not. Because Del, Del, and, Del and Julie are retiring to go to do the... Uh, no. Okay, well, I'll move on to the next one then. Um, <laughs> the Cambria? The Cambria, yeah. Better, that's better. Yes. The Cambria is notable, of course, for being my nearest pub uh, when the park's <laughs> open. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's in Loughborough Junction uh, or... Uh, Brixton or Camberwell or, or even Herne Hill, whatever you um, care to call it. And as has been reported on our Twitter feed, did, did you know we have have a Twitter feed that you can follow our uh, aimless witterings on? I'm sorry, I'm just channeling right? in a heather. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> as reported on our Twitter feed, the Cambria, a uh, brilliant and quite big backstreeter, is to reopen. Um, with a putative opening date of March, which strikes Ooh. me as more of a month than a date, to be fair. But um, mm -hmm. it's going to be run by Prospect Bars, Pubs and Bars. Uh, good luck to them. And uh, great, we'd great to have it back. As I say, it's when yeah. the park's open, when that park's open, it's my nearest mm. park. Yeah, um, yeah, that's going to come into its own. That's great news. Uh, and also South London. Actually, my news is not from South London. It's from North London, I guess. London's oh, field. Fine. You're allowed North London, but I'm not allowed to do La Cala de Mijas. 
It's not terribly useful to our listeners. Um, some of them may have in, have enjoyed a Hackney Hopster from London Fields Brewery. Um, yeah. Well, no more. They, they, they're closed. The brewery's closed. The taproom's closed. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's for sale, if anybody would like to buy it, uh, from Carlsberg. So Carlsberg took it over, yeah. and they bloody closed it. Oh, my God. They so just took thanks, Carlsberg. It took it over to it took it over and it didn't yeah lost money and um uh, yeah closed it bastards uh, so yeah be careful if you've got a brewery and you're you've got um, a big bruco um sniffing around it's yeah. not it's not all good news no um i saw the uh, best bar in the world was uh, announced uh -oh. i assumed it was going to be the Blythe hill tavern but yep. uh, or, or, or the ivy house or the pelton or skians perhaps but no it was the connaught bar in mayfair um so apparently they do amazing martinis um yeah. i'm not sure they do but nothing against them but uh, I, I didn't see any crisps on the menu at all um, but they will do you a burger for £29. <laughs> it reminds me, in our, in our first book, the, the best bar of the year at that time was the hmm. uh, was the bar, a bar in Langens, uh, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And they had cocktails that featured things like leather and rice. Yeah. yeah. Gemstones. <laughs> Cyanide. <laughs> I mean, as I said, I think so. Obviously, not the best bar in the world. Uh, yeah, you cry. Could they uh, do your hop oil? Yeah, they might do a hop oil. Yeah, or a neckhead. <laughs> uh, what else? There's a campaign to save the beehive in Woolworth. Ah, yes, there is. Um, yes, so you can find that. Well. You can find that on the on the Woolworth Society uh, website. I'll do a link on the, the podcast page. But the best thing, if you want to help, is to object on the Southwark's planning uh, website. Yeah. They're on, the, on the planning application because yeah. they, the, the plan is to turn it from a pub into a flat. Jesus. And, and there aren't many pubs around that, that part of town, are there? No, there aren't. And that's another very important uh backstreeter in as you say what is otherwise quite a dry area mm. furious any mm. good news any good news yes well you were going to uh yeah you were going to mention something you spotted on twitter pub o'clock it's pub o'clock yeah. uh this is lisa remus's idea for a local hookup for people working from home who uh who missed the chance to grab a post-work drink uh, as she says, mm. you can come along, vent about your work like it's 2019, put the world to rights, <laughs> and then head home for dinner or have another pint. Uh, <laughs> she's based in uh, SE9, and uh, mm -hmm. the first iteration of its pub o'clock is going to be in the Rusty Bucket in Eltham. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it struck me that there should be one for every postcode. and um, There should. Someone's, should, yeah, someone's, already, someone's already put their hand up for SE23. Great. Uh, well, it's a great, yeah. uh, great idea for working from homers to uh, hook up um, after work, five o'clock. Yeah, uh, I think it probably should be about 2.30 rather than five <laughs> o'clock. But, you know, I don't want to quibble. Um, it's a great idea, uh, idea Lisa, and uh, I hope to join you. Yes, yes, you can, yeah. Um, that's it's pub o'clock and you can find that follow it on twitter uh 
all one word, it's pub o'clock. Um, is that it for uh, pub and beer news? I believe it is. Excellent. It means we can go straight on to the crisp news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. First, an announcement uh, following up uh, from last month. Uh, you may remember we talked about Walker's mince pie flavour crisps. Uh, nope. <laughs> you've done well to forget them. Unbelievable. Um, they, they, they were pulled from the shops after an allergy scare. Not, I'm really? sure not just because they tasted like shit. <laughs> Apparently they forgot to add that milk was amongst the ingredients. Uh, it gets worse, doesn't it? Mince pie flavour crisps with milk. Uh, where will it end, Benny? It's where will it end? All kinds of wrong that. Mm. <laughs> um, I hope. I had a bit of a, sh- uh, a what we might call a Spanish shocker when I was out the other day. Uh, yeah, in my little Spanish town, which is something mm-hmm. that it, it nearly made me crash my trolley. <laughs> Lemon flavour crisps. No. Yeah. Get from, out of town. From, from Lay's. I mean, come on. Just, just as so I was thinking, stretching. Exactly. Just as I was thinking, the Spanish are lovely, and maybe I could live here. They come up with something like lemon flavor crisps. Mm-hmm. It's just rude. <laughs> <laughs> ne- never leave London, Vinny. Never leave London. I intend not to. <laughs> um, yeah, I spotted something in the news um, about a a a, a young girl who had made blankets for the homeless out of crisp packets. She would iron 44 crisp packets together to give to the homeless. I mean, not only are they delicious, they save lives. Yeah, and there might be a few crumbs down the bottom of the packet. You never know your luck, do you, eh? Yeah. Mm. Nice. Um, What else? I had... um, I had some caviar crisps the other day. It's from that same company that makes the Iberico ham ones that, oh, yeah. that we love, yeah. uh, that not everybody did. But, um, yes, I, the caviar crisps had been recommended to me, um, and I think I may have been drunk and I bought some um, because I don't, I don't really like caviar. Uh, so, yeah, but I think they probably tasted quite authentic. I'm just not a fan of fish eggs. No, I would be very surprised if you were, to be honest. Now we know that you have the uh, sort of culinary taste of a small child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, so, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they are are highly recommended, just not by me. Um, And, uh, yes, speaking of uh, the culinary taste of a small child... um, Cheese footballs. Do you remember uh-huh. them from, from childhood? Cheese footballs. You knew it was a good party. A good party if they had cheese footballs. <laughs> I remember cheesy balls. Right. Yeah. With a sort of cream filling. Yes, um, yes. Yes. I think it's the same thing, yeah. Um, anyway, Ned, our crisp cor- one of our two crisp correspondents got in touch. Oh, yeah. Um, to say... Uh, to, to say uh, we all know what cheese footballs are, right? Well, no, they have the filling of a tuck biscuit oh. with a weird, tasteless ice cream cone outer layer. Oh, they've they changed them. They are more them. back of the cupboard. 
than, than back of the net and relegated to Division 4. So, yeah. Don't fuck Stick with the rest Yeah, I mean, that's a disappointment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, a combination of cheese and football, that's going to be good, isn't it? It sounds good. It does sound good. It sounds yeah. good, yeah. Um, our other uh, crisp correspondent, Goose, has um, been down a wormhole on eBay recently. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. What, I don't know what prompted it, but he just went, thought, I go in search of rare and expensive crisps. <laughs> and <laughs> well, he is a crisp correspondent. I mean, it is his yeah. job. Does he have any other job? No, he doesn't. And he says um, he, he, he has been focusing too much on his day job and not enough on the, on the crisp correspondence, which he apologised for. Mm, um, but, uh, yeah, he found the, 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 the rarest and most expensive crisp. It was a, on eBay, this is, a Cheeto in the shape of the Loch Ness Monster, which was going for £630,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic! I'll give you six fifty. <laughs> um, this uh, this was a winner, as he says, and it was it, it beat a Cheeto shaped like the Virgin Mary holding baby Jesus, uh, <laughs> and a heart shaped Walker's Crisp for two hundred and fifty nicker, and a, a flaming hot Cheeto shaped like a baby fetus that this very morning has reached more than three grand. Bloody hell. I mean, I wouldn't want that one. <laughs> no, I don't really want any of them. Um, but, yeah, you can make some money if you find an odd-shaped crisp. It's worth thinking about, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Weed news. <laughs> Weed news. <laughs> yeah, we branched out. Yes, uh, as you um, tweeted, Sadiq Khan has a, a plan to um, uh, stop people under 25 being arrested for uh, possession of small amounts of cannabis. That's, he's, he's decided that, well, he'd like to, uh, he's pr proposing that that doesn't happen anymore, that you don't get arrested. Right, really? Uh, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, my first reaction, probably the same as yours, was what about us oldies? I mean, we're nearly 30. Uh, why are we going to get in trouble uh, for having a small amount of cannabis? And uh, the kids, if I may call them that, don't. Um, but my second reaction was looking at the small print that instead of being arrested, they're going to be offered classes or counselling, you know? I think I'd rather be arrested. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine being in a class, being... Uh, I mean, I've been smoking weed for 40 years. What are you going to tell me about cannabis, miss? <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting idea, though, isn't it? I mean, uh, and, yeah, uh, it strikes me there might be a role reversal. You know, they're sending us into the office mm. to buy their beer. Now we have to send them into the crack dens to buy our weed. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, you saw an alarming story uh, about our favourite tank. Well, yeah, this is the tank on Mandela, or just by Mandela Way at the Elephant and Castle, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh -huh. uh, someone posted a picture of it being removed and rolled up a mm. transport lorry, which caused some <gasps> consternation because, you know, this, this, it was being there for so long. Uh, we wrote about it mm. in our book, didn't we? And it was um, mm. originally, so the story goes, put there by someone who'd had a failed planning application from Southwark Council and then they uh, applied to 
put a tank on a bit of land. The council thought it was just some sort of water tank, but uh, it wasn't. It was a military tank that he parked mm-hmm. on, in the, on his scrubland and pointed the turrets at Southwark Council. <laughs> um, yeah. And this was being taken away. It's become much loved over the last, over succeeding decades and um, it was taken away. I mean, it, someone did say they thought it was being taken away for repairs, but I'm, yes. not, I'm not sure what, what, what needed to be done or if even that's true. Uh, no, no. But, um, well, hopefully that is true. It's just having a, I don't know, lick of paint or whatever, and uh, we'll be back pointing at Southwark uh, Council in time for the decision on the beehive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, you saw something about uh, four-day week. Yes, in uh, Newcastle, or Newcastle, as they should call it, um, there was a marketing company there who have decided to give their employees a four-day week. Um, And they found that 92% of their staff feel like it's improved their well-being. However, unfortunately, 97 of them feel it's made them more productive. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Brings and roundabouts. (laughs) But I think the crucial statistic to note is that you have three days off a week. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I mean, it's off to evolved search marketing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's not the five-day weekend we demand, but no. uh, it's a step in the right direction. Um, and on that subject, uh, we've mentioned the anti-work thread on uh, Reddit before mm-hmm. we? Um, yeah uh, it's been picked up by a story in the uh, financial times um this is the thread on uh, reddit in which people basically encourage each other to quit their jobs <laughs> uh, apparently it's, it's membership has ballooned um it's mainly americans has, has ballooned from one hundred eighty thousand in october 2020 to 1.6 million this month wow wow <laughs> Possibly as the coronavirus has uh, led many to reevaluate, reevaluate their careers. Um, but it, it, the article noted that 4.5 million pe- Americans quit their jobs in November. <laughs> mm. Wow, that's uh, a lot, isn't it? It's the highest quit rate since uh, tracking began uh, in the early noughties. And... Um, yeah, while it notes that many workers probably left their jobs after maybe getting better offers, um, there's still record job openings and uh, people that seem to be leaving and focusing on their uh, care, caring responsibilities perhaps or becoming uh, sort of self-sufficient in terms of work, working for themselves and preferably as little as possible. And, and uh, on uh, this Reddit where they encourage uh, it's called anti-work, and they were encouraged people to quit. They call themselves idlers. Um, mm. I mean, we 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 call ourselves deserters. I don't think deserter plays well in America. <laughs> I don't think they like no. it. No, <laughs> no, they don't do. It does have, it does have a, a negative connotation. There. Yeah, I mean, it's purely pejorative there. I would suggest, whereas here, it's uh, surely everyone loves a deserter. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's just a brilliant, uh, popular movement, uh, which, which mirrors perhaps the, the trend in China amongst the Chinese millennials, where they, um, they swear off ambitious careers in favour of simpler 
less materialistic lives. Uh, so mm. worth checking out, perhaps. Uh, and people post some very funny things about their bosses to, <laughs> to show how yeah. awful they are and encourage people to quit. Uh, so that's Reddit anti-work going mainstream. Yeah, great. Glad to hear it. Um, yeah, I had some sad news. Uh, a mate of mine passed away recently. Um, he was a uh, mad dog, was a supporter of uh, Deserter, and he'd pledged for our last book, but unfortunately wasn't well enough to come on the pub crawl that uh, he'd that was supposed to be his reward. Mm. Um, and um, subsequently, he 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 got so ill, he he died. Um, and um, I did write a piece about him while he was still going, uh, called Mad Dog and Englishman on our site. Um, and I'd just like to read a, a, a paragraph or two from it, um, uh, if I may. Um, and so we, we were old mates, went to school together and um, went our separate ways once we uh, got married, I think, actually. Um, so, yeah, this is from uh, from the, the Mad Dog post I put up. Uh, Mad Dog's confident flannel earned him a stellar career in a northern city that included a flash car, a wife, a girlfriend, a mistress, and a predictable conclusion. He survived his wife's attempt on his life and returned to London, promising a more monastic existence. That didn't quite happen, but after we both escaped turbulent relationships, we decided it was time for healing and renewal. We got a flat in South London and concentrated on our core emotions, beer, football, hashish, and the Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> yeah, so we, you know, we, had a, a, you know, we had a lovely uh, couple of years holed up in a flat, just doing whatever the fuck we wanted, whenever the fuck we wanted. Um, but sadly, uh, yeah, he had a stroke and uh, I got to see him a couple of weeks before he died. And even then on his hospital bed, he was going, please, what, mate? please, what is it, mate? Please skin up. <laughs> so, yeah, he was still in there somewhere. <laughs> so uh, rest in peace, uh, Mad Dog. Uh, I'm going to seriously have a go at your, your wake. <laughs> uh, so there may be some stories from there. Yeah, it was a great. I like that piece. So you, you can search it on Deserter website, can't you? If you search Mad Dog, it'll yeah. come up. Yeah, um, of course, you, you, you knew him as well. We saw him at Dulwich Hamlet. He came to Dulwich Hamlet versus Margate, didn't he? He did. He came to the legendary away game in Margate, yeah, because he, he lived in Margate. Um, yeah, so I knew him a bit too. Yeah, very sad, very sad. Um. Okay, on to readers' letters. Mm -hmm. um, we've had a couple of letters in this time. Uh, first one up is from Jerry, and she writes, I've been following with interest your question as to whether people go to pubs anymore, and you're recording of your own visits during October and November. Given the amount of pubs you're on record as having visited during this time, is there a chance that you two are solely responsible for the surge in the Omicron COVID-19 variant in the London area? <laughs> um, that's, that's a very, inter very interesting point, Jerry. And uh, I think my personal approach to answering questions like this is to hand it over to Vinny. 
<laughs> well, thanks, mate. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a good question, uh, Jerry. I can understand why you might think that. I am actually amazed that I've, I've managed to avoid it because, uh, and, and I know that I've managed to avoid it because I, I've been testing constantly. Uh, yeah. I, can, I, I can barely get out of my door for tests. Yeah. And uh, I have to leave by the window. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, no, and uh, yeah, I mean, you tested and you didn't have it either, even though you felt awful. I thought I did have it. I was dying to have it, but yeah, it's just <laughs> a cold. I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, so thanks for that, Jerry, I think. And um, one from Danny uh, from perhaps no perhaps i better not say the name of his school in case he gets in trouble but okay. uh, he's he's from a local school um mm. danny says i appreciate your podcast is aimed mainly at old people that's <laughs> <laughs> dare you <laughs> not that's not a good start danny that's not a good start <laughs> Uh, I appreciate your podcast is aimed mainly at old people, but could you spare a thought for young people just starting out in life? Me and my mates have been considering our options when we finish A-levels and wondered if we could seek your advice on the best way forward. What, what should we do when we leave school? Should we go to university and incur a 40 grand debt for what is essentially now an online learning course? <laughs> Good point. Should we, should we get a job for £7 an hour? Should we join the army and fight wars no one wants? Or should we sit in the park with some mates and a little bit of hash? Uh, I mean, Danny, I, I think you've answered your own question there, haven't you? And, um, I think he has. Uh, He's wise beyond his years. Yeah. I mean, best of luck to you all and uh, see you down the park sometime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously, if you do see some old people in the hobo hut at the top of Brockwell Park, uh, do come over and say hello. You're a bomb dosser. So some candidates this month. Um, I, I saw one I enjoyed on Twitter. What was his name? Jackson something. Jackson Downs. Uh, whenever he watches a, a film... He uh, puts his hoodie on back to front and then he loads his hood full of popcorn <laughs> and eats it out of the hood. Great, great yeah, idea. Like it kind it. of rings a bell. Have we had him before or just someone else with that idea? I don't know. It does ring a bell. Maybe there's more than, maybe it's, maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, fine to one person. Yeah, sure. Um, another one. Um, this was uh, also on Twitter. Uh, somebody said, uh, when I was younger, I used to take dried spaghetti into the shower with me and wait for the warm water to part cook it before eating it. I'm what? extremely disgusted with myself. I know it's, <laughs> I don't quite know how that's going to work, but <laughs> I love the effort, you know, to well, the, and the lack of effort yeah. of uh, cooking to yeah. take your spaghetti into the shower. Yeah, so thank you for that, al dente. Yeah, amazing. Uh, that is lazy. I, I, I mean, I can't honestly say that I, I often get hungry in the shower. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but um, now you mention it, I, I feel a shower without some snacks. Might, I might be letting myself down. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, had, I, I, I saw one that made me laugh. It was about Carlo Jones's uh, new job. Carlo Jones uh, got a new job. This is as, as reported in uh, Wales Online. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a story of Carlo Jones, who was travelling from Chladnetli to Bristol to start a new job, but drank 20 cans of lager on the way and ended <laughs> up in a fight with the security guard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, Carlo. We've all been there. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, who do you fancy out of those, out of those for this uh, time's bomb-dosser? Um, I, I, I might go for uh, the the guy, the spaghetti shower guy. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's, it's surreal bum dossering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hats off. So al dente, you're a bum dosser. What? It's not right here. So on to it, is it? No, no. It is. It is. It's a social media scene. It's a social media scene. It's a social media scene. <laughs> Just gonna do a little dance. <laughs> what you got? Okay, yeah, one 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 that really made me chuckle from uh, Stretton Rovers, uh, who of course are always hilarious on on uh, social media. They were um, they were mimicking something on um, that went off from Charlton Athletic in one of their match threads, where uh, the um, the social media guy said uh, McCleary had a, a shit deflected wide <laughs> and uh, Gary Lineker picked that up and uh, it, it, it went uh, it went viral and uh, social media uh, Stretton Rovers were trying to kind of ride that wave and posted uh, 69 minutes Massey Verpi Ness shows enormous desire gets into the box and agonize, agonizingly screws his shit wife <laughs> Uh, which they followed up with, oh, no, apologies for that really rather amusing pair of spelling mistakes. I can assure you Mazzy is very much on the pitch playing football with all his clothes on and absolutely no sign of his underwhelming wife. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably going to go viral now. This will probably go viral now. Everyone's waking up and seeing it. Whoops-a-daisy, oh, no. And then he had to admit that... Um, he made it up in a bit to get the club some publicity. Uh, but now he was in a terrible situation because uh, he was being threatened if he didn't get more than a thousand retweets by midnight, uh, the club committee chairman was going to break his legs. Um, and then he had to admit that he made that up too. He said, I made up the threat to break both my legs in a desperate bid to get the club some vital coverage. But can I just say how disgusted I am that virtually nobody cared Says a lot about society. <laughs> well, it's a tough life at the Stretton Rovers, isn't it? It's a tough it life. is, yeah, yeah. Um, another one that got my eye was a, um, a headline from Ireland. Drunk Irishman arrested after mistaking the Romanian parliament for his hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good effort. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, there's lots of stuff on Fishhole that makes me laugh, but this was my favourite from, from of the month. Mm. His confession. I like to flick through boxes of After Eight mints, pretending I'm a giant DJ. 
<laughs> oh, good. It's tremendous. Oh, brilliant. Uh, I've got a, I just saw a couple of uh, worky-related ones um, in my uh, social media scene roundup. Um, first uh-huh. one was from Ed Morrish on Twitter, who tweeted, a little bit of work news from me to kick off 2022. I no longer wish to work. Please just send me your money, but do not expect any labour or goods in return. Happy New Year! I'll <laughs> get behind Ed on his uh, nice work one, news. That is the best post of work news I've come across. Mm, um, very good. And then uh, Vincent had uh, posted his uh, email job rejection uh, on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. which made for some interesting reading. The, uh, the, the, the company emailed him saying... After some consideration, we have decided to go with another candidate who is better suited to our needs at this time. It was noted during your interview that you told both our recruiter and the hiring manager that they wasted your time because they were late and that you took time off work just to hear a lowball offer that we should have posted in the salary range in the job description. Mm. told you that we do this so people won't apply just for the money, to which you replied, what money? (laughs) (laughs) We wish to thank you for your time and consideration. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Vincent. Uh, And well done for sharing. Well done for sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's about about it for this time. Uh, How about that ketamine? (laughs) <laughs> Talking about, did you see there was an article in the in the Wall Street Journal recently about the current trend for microdosing, you know, hallucinogens oh, and, yeah. and other mm. ju- other drugs? That that uh, the, the article went on to ask, in all seriousness, if there might be a case for taking larger doses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you mean what we call taking drugs? Exactly, <laughs> crazy yanks. Uh, okay, so what does the day hold for you, Vinny? Uh, well, we're going to be taking a look at the copy edit of the book, aren't we? Oh, so we are. It should be interesting on uh, booze and horse tranquilizer. It's the only way to work. As Hemingway said, write drunk, edit pissed. Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.